In the name of the risen Christ. Amen. And we get to hear about Thomas every year on this particular Sunday, the Sunday after Easter. This is good because Thomas is a great guide for us. He is curious and courageous and asks the questions that we would probably be thinking if we were in his shoes, even if we didn't have the courage to ask them. I like Thomas. And I wanted to be able to share something new with you this year about him. And so I went spelunking through the caves and sands of time, not so much in a historical or archaeological sense, but into the slightly less scientific world of holy imagination, where I uncovered some old email files. I mean really old email from an AOL email address. (laughs) And so today, in place of a sermon, I thought I'd share with you what I found in Thomas's inbox. Dear Thomas, I heard about your friend Jesus. I'm so very sorry. You were devoted to him. These past few years, I've seen you truly grow into yourself in new ways, and so I grieve with you. You have lost not just a friend, but a teacher and mentor. I'm also scared for you. Please be safe. I cannot fathom the pain Mary must be in having lost her son. I do not want to taste the same bitterness. Stay safe. And maybe come to dinner with me and Pop Sunday night. Love, Mom. Thomas. Dude. Jesus was in the upper room. For real. This is so unreal. Get here. Your friend, Peter. Dear Thomas, where are you? It's Sunday night. You were supposed to be here with us. Jesus showed up and told us to be at peace. Peace? Seriously? It's him. He's wounded, but he's not. I can't explain. Get to the upper room pronto. Love, John. Dear Thomas, sweet friend, I am so glad you hung back Friday. I know you wanted to follow him, wanted to die with him. It is good that you hid with the rest of the men instead. He isn't dead anymore, Thomas. I was at the tomb this morning. It's empty. I don't understand it, but I also think he is the only one who could have somehow become well, alive again. I am so glad you didn't die with him. I saw him today, alive. I actually saw him. He said he would go see you and the others later. Make sure you go. Go to the upper room, Thomas. I want you to see him too. Love, Mary. Dear Thomas, it's been a week since you missed out on seeing Jesus in the upper room. I know it's hard to believe what we told you. You said you wanted to be able to see and touch him, to see his wounds. I wish you would just take my word for it. 
He was here. He is not dead. I don't know what we are to do next. We are gathering again tonight to try to figure all this out. We'll be in the upper room at sundown. Will you make sure to be there? Your friend, Peter. Dear Thomas, I was thinking today of what you asked Jesus at the Passover last week. Can it have been only ten days ago? He told us that he was going to prepare a place for us, and we would know the way to that place. We were all so confused, but we were afraid, afraid to ask him to clarify for us so we might truly follow him. But you were not afraid. You told him that we didn't know where he was going. So how could we know how to get there? I was so grateful for your courage because I, too, wanted to know how, how to follow him, where he was going, where we are destined to go. His answer wasn't so clear to me, but I think he's trying to lead us there now to show us more clearly. I pray he comes to us again. See you in the upper room tonight. Love, Mary. Dear Thomas, it was so good to see you tonight, my friend. Your discerning heart makes my heart glad. There is part of you that always knew the way, always knew the truth, always knew the life you were called to through the power of the resurrection, through the power of love. And there is part of you that wants to make sure and asks questions that will bring you clarity and direction. I love both parts. Both parts will be necessary in the days and years to come as I await you in the place I have made just for you. Do good work. Ask hard questions. Bring people closer to my kingdom. And when the time comes, I will come to you and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. You ask how to get there. I assure you, your heart will know the way. Love, Jesus. Dear Thomas, I hope this email account is still active. AOL? <laughs> Seriously, the only other person I know who uses AOL is our choir director. <laughs> oh, and Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks in that 1998 movie, You've Got Mail. Maybe some people in this church, too. Anyway, we've been reading your stories, Thomas, the ones that were written down about you so long ago, about wanting to follow Jesus to his death, about asking all the right questions, about wanting to see him for yourself. And I wanted to tell you something. We are baptizing two babies at our church today. And we pray, we will pray, in a few minutes that they have inquiring and discerning hearts, as you did in your discovering of the risen Christ. We will pray that they have the courage and the will to persevere, as you did when you wanted to follow Christ right to the cross. We will pray that they have a spirit to know and love God and the gift of joy and wonder in all God's works, as you did in following Christ and seeking him out and wanting to touch him in calling him your Lord and God when he entered the upper room a week after the resurrection, when you finally saw him alive with your own eyes. 
When we are baptized, we ask God to make us more like Christ. But indirectly, we also ask God to make us more like you, Thomas. We ask for the courage to wonder and the courage to ask questions, the courage to be countercultural. You are all of these things. Thank you for offering us such an example. We ask God to help us to be more like you when we live into the mystery of all that we have witnessed these past weeks through Holy Week and Easter. To reclaim our identity as curious, loving children of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, marked as Christ's own forever, and celebrated for our inquiring and discerning Thomas-like hearts. Yours in Christ, Becky and the people of Trinity Church, circa 2018.